Megadad's Checkpoint is a mature-rated podcast for mega grown-ups only and brought to you by Inaudible.com, the premier source for audiobooks outside the human hearing spectrum. Welcome to Megadad's Checkpoint, the monthly check-in on the world of video games and video game accessories, which was supposed to be uh, a King of the Hill joke just now, but I, now I realize that the video game accessories is an actual thing, uh, you know, mad cats and all that, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to go forward with this uh, semi-awkward opening by going to my semi-awkward co-host, Mr. Birdo. How's it going, sir? Evan, you've taken too much time off because that was... Uh... That was a that was a rough landing. That man. wasn't great. That wasn't great. Uh, I'm yeah, doing good. It's good to be. Hey, listen. Happy New Year, first of all. Happy New Year. To Happy you. New Year. Merry Christmas. We yes. we haven't spoken since we recorded the Mega Dad's uh, Thanksgiving Christmas special. The, Thanksgiving special. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while since it's, we've spoken. It's, it's, it's been since a while. I don't remember when it was. Yeah, we're kind of on a new schedule, so we we kind of had to shift things around a little bit. So. So so Happy New Year to you. To you as well. Uh, hopefully, it was a pleasant one in your horrible state. Um, <laughs> But, the question uh, is, are you talking about the state of Minnesota or just my, or just my general state of affairs? <laughs> my horrible state oh, of affairs. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yes. So, no, it's good to, it's good to be back. Uh, looking looking forward to it. And we have a fantastic guest. So I will stop talking. I know. I mean, I'm so super excited about this. I, back 100 years ago when I started my first video. You've game, aged well. I Thank you. Thank you. It's It's all in the moisturizer. When I started my first video game podcast, the the site that kept me sane, for better or worse, was Destructoid, and we've got one of the OG Destructoid people on the show. But she's done so much more since then. She she it's it's amazing, and we've got the absolutely amazing Colette Bennett on the show. Welcome. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I I'm 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 not kidding when I'm just like this is this is. I, I don't want to, you know, freak you out a little bit, but it, it, it is a little bit like finally talking to a celebrity. Now, we've exchanged emails over Aww. the years a little bit, but this is this was cool for me. Destructoid was a huge part of me finally giving up on the video game industry. Uh, so thank you for that. <laughs> that could be important. Yeah, yeah. Thank Wait, you for that. Wait, ho- how is that a compliment? Wait, <laughs> can we? <laughs> what? I'm, I don't want to sound like a, a dummy, but Destructoid was your way to give up on the video game industry seems like a not good thing for me. Well, what for, what for am me, I missing for, for me, <laughs> for me, destructoid and call it, feel free to, to, to correct me or, or whatever, but it felt like that was yeah. an approach. Like the approach they had in the, in the outset was like, we kind of want to do almost like a pitchfork kind of style of writing right. without quite as much, you know, debaggery. Uh, as pitchfork, yeah, and, and as a former I mean, college it, radio guy, I can I can make fun of pitchfork as much as I want. Oh yeah, no, I mean it was totally like you know fly by the seat of your pants. Like everything was completely insane. Like, uh, you know, the guy that did our PR like used to like put a double-ended black dildo in people's like luggage randomly when we went and stayed at hotels, and like that was the kind of that was literally what it was like working at destructoid it was completely insane and off the cuff and i loved every minute of it was it was it was it at least new and in the packaging still it, so it, it could be it, used it was so it could be used later as, as i recall so okay this was when we went to 
I think it was 2007, we went to GDC that year. It was my first video game event ever. And I was like, I don't even have the words for how excited I was and freaked. And I was like, oh my God, I'm here with all these people that make video games. Um, but yeah, so we all stayed in the same hotel. And this was the first time I had ever met like folks that I had been like starting to hang out with online. And I was like, oh my God, people I could talk to video games. I've talked to about video games because I hadn't really had a lot of gaming friends in the past up before that. And so, yeah, I, we're in this hotel and we're all hanging out. And I'm like, oh my God, other nerds, this is amazing. And then like the guy who's like the PR guy, he's like, hey, I'm the PR guy. He's like, so I need to know where Blah Blah's room is so I can go put this double-ended black dildo in his suitcase. And I was like, what? The fuck? <laughs> I've been here for two minutes. We did Secret was Santa this year. Uh, and I got a fucking mug, and I am calling Adam and complaining. <laughs> yeah, let me tell y'all, like, I, I could you know. sit here and tell you destructoid stories that would like blow your mind for probably like the next three hours, so, but I don't think your audience would like so that. So I will. So I, I, I one, one, you'd be wrong. Okay, a, <laughs> you'd be, you'd be horribly wrong because I'm telling you right now, our audience, this audience, Mega Dad's audience, all about it. Um, I, <laughs> You listen. Uh, I don't know if you have in the past. I'm going to make a request. Of course. We recorded early this morning. Uh, Mega Dad's uh, live. Um, oh, the, cool. That will go live on on Monday, I believe. You should listen and then re rethink that statement about <laughs> our audience not wanting to hear about a double ended black well, dildo because gotta... you would be shocked. You would not at the conversation I had just this morning. <laughs> But that was the past. There, there, and the past was <laughs> that was the past. The past was awesome, though. Uh, but now the future is is even awesomer because because you are, you've been a published author for a little while. But the, but your first book is coming out very shortly. It'll probably yeah. be. It'll. It, I don't know exactly when this is going to come out. So it'll either be just out when this comes out, or it will be out imminently. Uh, but your first <laughs> book, Enter the Meta. Yeah. Is, is, is this a little, so, is this a little so creepy? To like, yeah, is this weird to I talk about? I hardly heard other people say that out loud, so I'm like, oh, that I wrote that, didn't I? So, you did. We're giving away copies. Oh, my three God. Three of them. I'm very excited. We about are. That. We're giving away three copies, and I'm not eligible, which is crap. <laughs> I'll send you one. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't have to do it. Okay, first of all, if you're being serious, I thank you so much, but, you know, oh. <laughs> Look, you guys don't even know, like, like, it's crazy, right? Like I've been publishing online for 15 years now. And like, you would think that I put out a book and you might think that because I've been around for a while that like, I'd be like, oh yeah, everybody's gonna read my book. No, like it is literally like, oh my God, I hope they like my book. Are people gonna like this book? Like, did I get this part right? Did I get this part right? Like, like any person that wants to read it, I'm literally like, so much. <laughs> if someone tells me they don't like it, I will buy a double-ended black dildo and beat them with it. <laughs> That's going to be the theme of this episode. I'm letting you know right now. You brought it up. The cat is out of the bag, so to speak. Pandora's box has been opened. Especially given that the book is a young adult novel. I'm sure the publisher is loving that this is how we're we're talking about this. But uh, so and enter the meta. I've read a little. I've read the blurb. I've read a little bit about it. I just I just need to know. On a scale of one to ten, how much better is it than Ready Player One? Because mm. there's no way it's not better. Well, uh, <clears throat> I I think 
Oh man. Okay. Here's the thing. Ready player one, I feel like was really revolutionary at the time, even though it's like very imperfect as a novel, as an adapted movie or whatever, but like there's stuff in it that was like, Whoa, I don't know if anybody's ever put that quite the way that they did. I feel like my book is nowhere near as like, this is the future as that. I feel like it's more like, it's about what it's like to like be really excited by sports but digitally, like by games, which I've never liked sports in my life. So it's like, I was like, can this really work? But, you know, I think it worked okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want to you wanna give a, the plot summary real quick? Yeah, sure. Like what I like to tell people, like the TLDR version is that um, it's basically like if you've ever watched a sports anime and loved it, I wrote this book for you because when I was trying to figure out how to write it, I wanted it to be really endearing, but like really honest, but like, you know, really cool, but actually like also the way people really are. And I was like, what have I got that the most from? And I just thought about like some of my favorite like sports anime. Um, so that's kind of what I modeled it after, but it's basically kind of like a motley crew of kids, you know, they're like varying teen ages. Some of them are in their twenties and they've all got, you know, human stuff in their lives they're trying to figure out they're all nerds they're all like hoping to find other nerds to connect to they all kind of just fall into this group together um several of the characters in the book are based on pieces of real life friends who i dearly love so that was kind of a little you know um on the download love letter to some people in my life um but yeah, you know, basically they are banding together to try to be the best there is at this um, this MOBA uh, called Ancestral that I invented for the book. And it's a really dark fantasy world, it was really fun to write and imagine. Um, so yeah, this is basically their adventure into trying to start to be a competitive team called Team Phoenix. Um, and I was told to write this book as if there would be two more and it would be a trilogy. So that's the first time I'm ever saying that out loud oh, anywhere. Wow. But if people like it, we just get a scoop. There will be more. You did. Yeah. I haven't Fuck said yes. that to anybody else. <laughs> haven't said that to anybody else yet, but people have to enjoy the first book and like buy it. So if anybody is like, yeah, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, well, then don't give me a copy. I got to buy it. <laughs> don't give me a copy. I got to buy it. And I got to buy it. Cause I, I, I need to, I need to support this endeavor uh, because that's I need to do that. So um, you give me a copy. I'm buying one anyways. Well, so just FYI. Be, I'd be genuinely honored. And I mean that. So thank you. Um, I, I'm dead serious. It was probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Writing a book. Like I don't even so scary <laughs> you're like what am i doing i don't know what i'm doing like and this isn't even like you're, you're not you're not doing this you know you, you're not doing the old the old stephen king you know renting renting a, a cabin somewhere in the woods for six months oh, and and dude i wish t t taking a garbage bag of cocaine <laughs> with you uh and and finishing this in one go you're you're working you're working you're a working journalist you're you're, you're doing yeah. you're doing all this stuff in addition to writing this book Y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, I would not recommend doing both those things at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're working and writing it a book. It was hard AF. Um, I put it off for a really long time because I have really severe ADHD and I avoid things. So I avoided it handily for a long time. And then I was finally like, Jesus Christ, I have to write this book. And so I like sat down and started working on it. It was crazy. It was like when I started, you know, every day was kind of plagued by 
oh my God, is this going to be good enough? You've never written a book. You don't know what you're doing. But it was really interesting. I've heard a lot of people in writing in all fields, like, you know, from writing on the internet to writing books say, you know, just show up over and over every day. And I was always like, what is that shit? Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, like I didn't believe that, but that's what I had to do. And I think I, when the pandemic started, I was like about 70% of the way through the book writing it. And I, I don't know how to explain it any better than the more I showed up and sat down and wrote a chapter, a chapter, a chapter. I kind of felt like the story just took off in a way where like, it was the one like kind of pulling me instead of vice versa. And I was like, wow, this is so incredible. And like, I couldn't believe I actually did it. But like by the end, all the insecurities I felt were just gone. And I was just like, I love this. And so it was like such an awesome experience. So when people are like, how did you do it? Like, I'm so scared or like, I don't want to start. I'm always like, you just have to show up through the suck as you write it. And that's exactly what happened. That's awesome. <laughs> I really wanted to share that because so many people have been like, I can't write a book. And I'm like, yeah, you can. If I like waded through this shit, I think you can too. So, so we've got two scoops. One that it will be a trilogy. <laughs> and the second is that the well, second it has th the potential for a trilogy and we're going to make it happen. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. No, it will be a trilogy because she's already got the, the title of the second book picked out, which is Show Up Through the Suck. I, I think I think that needs Ooh, to be the title. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I have to give you copyright. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's absolutely. good. I've got, I've got it, I've got it uh, documented now. This is in digital <laughs> form. So I, I get 10%. I think that's I think that's how that works. I don't, I've never published a book, so I don't know how it works. That seems fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Part of the reason I wanted to share that story with you guys is because like when we started, you were like, you know, oh my God, like Colette, you've been around since Destructoid days. Yeah, I have. And like, yeah, I've kept writing that whole time and all that is good. But like, I'm not just like, hey, I'm a cool journalist that like did games and made it. Like, I want you guys to know that it like, I still fight insecurities about creating writing. Like all those things still happen, but like the only difference is literally just showing up, like wading through the suck, I guess. <laughs> And, you know, to touch back on Destructoid for a minute, it's like, yeah, wow, like doing stuff like that was amazing and cool, but it was also like scary. And it was also like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to put my writing in the world and all these people are going to see it. And like, are they just going to think that I'm a dumb dork that like talks about Final Fantasy too much? Like, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just saying I don't think even the people that have been in it the longest, whoever you admire, whatever they do, like, I think that those people still show up through the suck and figure it out. So... Yeah. Well, I talked. Anyway. I talked about Final Fantasy this morning for two and a half hours on Mega Dad's Live, <laughs> and it's going to come up again later on this evening as we get as we get to what we're playing. So it's okay to talk about Final Fantasy. Yes. So you know you have my support. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of uh, wading through the suck, uh, we get through the the big question here, and this the big question this week is inspired by a meme that I saw this week. And it was, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was basically like, everyone's got that game where their review is, no one should play this, it's terrible, 8 out of 10, 1,000 hours played. And it, everyone's got that game. And so so the question to the assembled panel is, what what is that game for you? What is that game that objectively is terrible, but you've put a, way too many hours into it and you enjoy the heck out of it, either either begrudgingly or not? And we'll start with Birdo on this one. 
I think if I had a lot more time to think about this, I could give you a better answer. But off the top of my head, and I don't remember what system it was. I want to say it was PS1, PS2, Star Wars, The Masters of Tereskazi, the fighting game, the Star Wars fighting game. Anybody remember this game? Oh, yeah. I don't. That, that was, Do that you was remember play, the, It was PlayStation 1. Evan, and, it was PS1. Yep. This game is a turd. It's this absolutely is a garbage. Bad, it's ha- it's bad hot garbage. video game. It's not good. It's a bad video game. It's bad from front from top to bottom, front to back. It's a horrible video game. That said, my brother and I played the absolute shit out of this game because we were kids when it came out and our parents bought it for us. And that was the video game that we got at that particular time in our lives because our parents hated us. And so I we that's just the game that we played. And I have fond memories of this horrible, horrible Star Wars fighting game uh, from from my childhood. Uh, so I, like I said, I, I'm sure if I took some time, I could really think about another game that I hold dear to myself that I know is, you know, considered widely considered a piece of shit. But top of my head, Star Wars Masters of Tereskazi. That immediate first first thought. I have to Google that. Oh, it's it, it's, gotta, it's, it's, oh, it's amazing. It's a train wreck of a it, fighting yeah, game. And, and and it was it was in that I don't know exactly where it sits in terms of like when the Smash games came out, but it was very much a oh, if you've ever wanted to see Han Solo shoot Chewie in the head, that was the game for you. Like it was it was very much like we're gonna do an alternate fiction kind of thing. Plus they had some stories. They had some characters from the books, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And there was, Correct. I, th- I think there was like a one like new character that they were going to try to work into the extended universe. And then everyone's like, no, this is garbage. We shouldn't do this. And yeah, it was, it, it was, it a, was all bad. It's it just a bad, bad game. Look it was, it, it was bad. It's it was, bad. it was, it wasn't even a fun fighting game too. So like, but wait, 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 I have a question. So it's bad, but like, if it's bad, what, what about it for you makes it so bad? It's good. It was the game that I had and we played it all the time. Like I had my oh. brother and I would just, cause we would, we would. Like he said, we Chewbacca versus Han Solo or, or whatever, just beating the shit out of each other, and it's dumb. Like, this, Smash Brothers makes sense in a weird kind of way because it just all those characters belong. They just look like they belong, and you know, I, I don't know something about uh, like Yoda uh, drop kicking Princess Leia in the face for no reason <laughs> as a kid is fucking it's fucking hilarious and you know my my brother and i were we were real close growing up and that's just it's the game that we had it's the game that we played and that we just we had a lot of fun with it by just making up these scenarios like okay why right now in this in this battle why are chewbacca and, and han solo fighting and so we'd have we would like make up these scenarios in which that i don't know maybe han took Chewbacca's fried chicken sandwich out of the out of the fridge in the Lion Falcon and they're really upset about it. So now they're gonna beat the shit out of each other for it. And that's that's why they were fighting. It was just just something that dumb, you know, Star Wars nerds do when your parents get you this game and that's the only <laughs> game you fucking that's the game that you have to play for that month. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bad game, but I have great memories of playing it. I think that's what's important. Yeah. Colette, what about you? Uh, well, <laughs> so it's funny about my bad game and about the fact that, you know, we're talking about having you having known me since Destructoid days because um, my bad game I've been actually talking about since Destructoid days. It's the first uh, Earth Defense Force game for the 360. Oh, God. That game is a piece of crap. But let me tell you, 
I, for many years of my life, there was no game that I had spent, like after it came out, there was no game that I had spent that much time on. Like, I think by the time I finished, that was one of the only games I've ever 100%ed every possible thing in the game. Because I'm really not a completionist, but like, it's just dog shit. And you just can't stop laughing at how bad it is. Like, and like, for a while, it was like this gem. And just people would be like, oh my God, play this horrible, so bad, it's good game. But then like the company that made it caught on and now they've made a whole bunch of sequels like trying to like, I don't know, like capture the same magic. And I've played all of them and not one of them is as amazing as the horrible, horrible first game <laughs> in the series. Now, when you say not as amazing, it almost sounds like there's a, I don't want to say campiness to it, but for lack of a better word, almost oh, like there's no. a real horrible campiness to the first one are the i've never played any of them i i'm, I'm familiar with the series <clears throat> um are the are the subsequent sequels do they try to recreate that unintentional right. campiness exactly. of the first one exactly okay. exactly so like if it didn't have dialogue in it the game would probably be just like you'd be like who made this crap like it would just be a shitty like you know like soldiers running through cities as like giant space aliens try to like overtake them and you're trying to kill them and it'd be like okay who cares but there's like this dialogue like that your team just like randomly says to you while you're running around and first of all it's like the worst acting ever and then second of all the shit they say is so like you're in the middle of like i don't know battling like 87 spiders that are like all trying to like kill you and it's chaos and they're each one is like the size of a house and like the guy on your team next to you is like, man, when this is over, we should get a bite to eat. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Man's got priorities hey, here. Listen, war war totally makes you hungry. I'm just <laughs> saying from experience from experience, that checks out. That checks I, out for me. I mean, right. But <laughs> that it's checks just, out. like the first time I played it, I was like, I like I just couldn't stop laughing and I I've never been able to stop laughing and then it was this weird groove where like I'd play and I'd really enjoy like killing all these aliens and like saving each level just to hear them say shit I would like to I would like to amend my my answer to this question uh Evan if you don't mind all right can I can I have a mulligan yeah I guess ha ha have either of you heard of the game genital jousting Oh my god yes <laughs> okay you know so you know i try, this is I a try bad to, i try to make this a clean show family show and this show know... started off with our guest <laughs> referencing a double-ended black dildo i, I don't yeah. want to hear it I general jousting it. is Sorry. on the table i didn't say i was good at so, it i didn't say i was good at keeping so, a show family i just said <laughs> a, that's my attempt so genital jousting, I've only played this game with one with one person, Johnny Casino, former member of the Manga Dads. Uh, still keep in touch. We still talk. He's great. Um, Johnny and I. It's nice played to know this that game. you're monogamous with we your genital jousting. We streamed this game, which you should never do. <laughs> um, if you've never played genital jousting, don't. It's a horrible game. But I would recommend you look up gameplay videos, maybe not at work, and definitely clear your <laughs> your, your your browser history when you're done. Um, it is what it sounds like, and I I don't know if I've ever laughed harder playing a game with a with a with a friend because the comments that him and I would make to each other whilst playing this game, trying to score points, or you know we would we would team up to try to. We would play online with other with other people, 
And in order to like block the other team from from getting points, things like <laughs> yeah, he's like Johnny, Johnny, you got you got to get in my ass so this guy doesn't. <laughs> uh. Wasn't the, uh, it's wasn't just that the, uh, didn't, didn't the cards against listen, humanity guys have something to do with this? I seem to remember that, or am I on drugs? I don't, I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be like I'm gonna look oh, it up and ruin this my is way out of left field. I'm gonna look it up and ruin uh, my, my history. Yeah. So anyway, genital jousting uh, is a more recent, very horrible. It's not like it's just not good. Um, but oh goddamn. I don't know the last time I've laughed so hard at, at, at a game uh, playing playing with a friend. So I just looked it Steam. up on my phone, and I'm like, you know, this is just a game that you own because you just want to, like, scroll past it in your library and laugh. It's still – it's not – like, I have my Steam library, and, you know, you can, like, hide games. I've hidden dozens of games that I know I'm never going to play again. I, I haven't hidden this one. That no. one's there. So that I know that if, that if Johnny ever calls me up one day and says, hey, Birdo, you want to play genital jousting? My response would be yes, sir. <laughs> and and just to just to, and just to, just to make things even more circle circular. There we go. Just you having a fucking stroke? Apparently, the uh, the 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 one and only review of genital jousting that's on the first page. If you just search for genital jousting, is from Destructoid. So there we go. It's all nice. Wheels within wheels. We man. did it. Oh my god! I wonder who wrote it. Okay, we it's no one it. I know. <laughs> But the subhead of the article is also Cox. Yes. Well, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. what else? Because what else? Because what else? So my my terrible game that I've put way too many hours into is actually, and this bleeds into what I've been playing, because I just re-picked this game up. I took I took about a year and a half, two years off. Actually, almost exactly two years, because I stopped playing right after my, my kid was born. Uh, and, that is, and we've been talking a lot about Marvel Snap last few shows. And... And, and this is a similar thing in that it's a Marvel game, uh, it's a mobile game, uh, but it's it's much worse. Uh, it's a Marvel Strike Force, uh, which is a game, if, if you're familiar with the Star Wars, I think it's Galaxy of Heroes, I think is what it's called. But it's basically, it's a, you collect all the heroes and you fight them against each other. And, and there's, there's 17 different ways of fighting each other, and there's, I think, right, I mean, everything bad about mobile games is in this game. Uh, it, there is very pay to win beyond, you know, beyond a certain level. And I will give it some credit where it's still a very enjoyable game. If you play free to play, um, it's just, you got to reconcile the fact that you are never going to be in the top, you know, couple hundred, uh, in anything. Uh, it's just like, no, that's fine, but you're still going to get content. You're still going to get, uh, all that stuff. Um, but I think there's like right now there is, I want to say like 12 or 13 different currencies, to keep track of uh and and they have hundred dollar you know real money dlc packs Jesus uh i mean it, it is it is like i said everything wrong with mobile games um is in this game but i enjoy the hell out of it uh because it, it, in some ways it it, it it's it's that I, I and i feel the same way about a lot of ubisoft games i love checklists i do and 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 this is full of them and so it's like oh i just go in and i do my fights for the day and i get to hit these buttons and things flash and i get my little dopamine hit and i'm good you know and and it's it is it is it is entirely you know the mouse hitting the treat button that's that is 100% is what it is 
Um, and but but I also I like so I'm I'm not a huge comic fan in part because I'm I'm too much of a collector and I like I, and I I'm sure I've talked about this before on the show where I do, I don't get into like the monthly comics because. All it's going to take is some some storyline to reference some other storyline where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now I need to own every issue ever printed. And That's and, why I stopped. Exactly. I and was so a it's huge like, comic I'm, collector, and I, I'm like, I, I'm going to go broke if I try to follow the story through to the end and not miss details. I had to. I jumped off. I had to. Exactly. Exactly. I'm the same way. So that's why, like, when I read comics, it's always in it's 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 always graphic novel form, and it's always like complete stories, like you know, Preacher or Fables, you know, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and just because I know it'll end at some point, and 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 that's all there is, and it's great. And and Fables kind of burn me on that, but that's another story. Um. Uh, but this lets me have all that Marvel geek knowledge on on a, on a surface level because they're pulling they're pulling characters like uh, that no one's heard of like like and now I think I've got I'll have to check my spreadsheet and yes I have a spreadsheet um, but I think I have like 170 characters right now uh, so wow. so so and they're still like in in the interim of the time that I I stopped playing. They release probably 30, 40 more. Um, so, so it's got to be over two hundred characters now. Uh, and so it's like I get to, I get to all, I get to do all that, all that kind of get all that surface level Marvel knowledge that I had when I was a kid, when I was when I was only collecting the trading cards. So it's like I knew about all these characters, but I never read any of the stories. And so it it, it hits that same kind of button for me. Plus, you know, I hit buttons and lights come on and it's this this number gets higher and you know and and it's like oh great yeah i I have accomplished something uh for the day um so but yeah it is it is everything wrong with mobile games uh in a nutshell um and and don't go on the forums for it it's really bad just don't just don't do it just just don't i mean that's just good video game tidbit anyway stay away from the forums but uh (laughs) Uh, that's yes. Never read the comments. I should have a tattoo that says "Never read." The never comments. read the comments, and for me, never read walkthroughs because all walkthroughs do is point out everything I haven't done and and like or that I missed and couldn't do. Like the other, well, game- I always question like, is it like, am I sucking all the joy out of it by using a walkthrough? You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. Have you ever caught yourself where you're like playing and then you're like, wait, I went to go look up one thing and now I'm just reading the walkthrough and doing it, reading the walkthrough and doing it, and I'm like, that's not. I don't know. Like I'm always like, that's not fun. So that can. This is actually a pretty good segue, Evan. If you don't mind, I'm going to jump real quick. Go for uh, it. Unless you want to skip a whole section. But um, I was going to have you go first and, and let us know what you're playing. You're the guest. I want to hear, we want to hear what you kind of been playing. But you bring up using a guide and, and whatnot. And I, for the first time at, at 37 years of age, finally played Final Fantasy VII, the original. Uh, for the first time ever, yeah, ever, that's ever. Right. I, I saw some of your notes in the Discord and I was like, oh yes. my God, first time. I, I, First time ever, and I've managed to make it 25 years after the game's release without having anything spoiled. So when I beat this game and I hit these different story beats that I now have uh, like these revelations on, um, it was it was it was it was mind blowing. It was amazing. Um, but the game is Final Fantasy is a PS1 game. It is a game of its era. Uh, which means there's no hand holding. There's no, no nope. go here, do this. There's no quest log. There's no. It is talk to everybody in the town uh, multiple times if needed, 
and see what they say and try to make sense of what they're trying to tell you. Sometimes it'll be it'll be blatant, right? They'll highlight the name of a location in you know different color, or whatever in, in the in the in the text. But even then, that only points you in, in the direction and doesn't really tell you much. It also doesn't let you know that listen, you were having this conversation with these eight people. One of them said something. And that thing was a clue that there's a side quest attached to this person. I had no idea. I had no idea that the various party members in my team had side quests. And I missed them all by mistake. Or I might have, I think I did like one or two by accident because I happened to be somewhere and it it like triggered this this thing. Um, And there was times where I would go to a thing, I would go to a place, I would finish the, the primary objective and I know, I knew that they were telling me in all the dialogue that happened in that area what I was supposed to do next, and I couldn't figure it out. I would, I would, I would run or fly or 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 whatever to every location that I could think of that made sense based in the context of what had just happened, and I could not figure it out. So I would yep. go to a guide, and then the yep. guy would tell me what to do, and then I'd get stuck to the golden saucer, hated that entire section, use the guide to figure out how to skip it. Because I yep. hated that whole section. So guides aren't the worst thing in the world. They are super useful if you play a game 25 years late. That's I think fair. it's perfectly, accept- <laughs> perfectly acceptable. Um, but y- yeah. So, anyways, that's what I've been. That's what I've been playing, Evan. It's Final Fantasy VII on the on the well, not on the PS1, from the PS1. Because I tried to play Crisis Core and was scolded for it <laughs> because I hadn't played fi- the uh, the whole Mega Dead team. Was like you can't play this. You're a piece of shit. Go play Wait, the original, so you have story Bruno, context. I want to know if you finished. If you finished the original, would you then go play the remade newer version so on PS4 and five or no? Here's where you're gonna laugh at me. I played remake part one last year. <gasps> oh, without context. Without context. <laughs> so, and I'm like, this is this is this is cool. This is great. But in hindsight, so I've I. And again, we discussed this this morning, so I don't want I don't want to repeat myself too much. Just you have to listen to Megadeth live on Monday. <laughs> um, but uh, Adam and I discussed this uh, after we recorded, and I think it was after. And he said, "Listen, you've you've played remake already, which you shouldn't have done." He says, "You've now played the original, and you're about to go play Crisis Core." He says, "With you have now having context to the original because you've beaten it." Having the context of Crisis Core remake or remaster, whatever whatever it's called, go back through and replay again, remake part one, because he says there will be things that you will see through a new light. He goes that I promise you that you think weren't anything the first time you played it because you had no context to it. So I am that is my plan. Um, I'm going to I'm I'm going to play Crisis Core. Um, he told me he beat it in like 12 hours or something like that, but he didn't do any of the side stuff. I am a completionist. I will platinum this if it's a feasible platinum. I will not platinum Final Fantasy VII. The platinum list is ridiculous. I'm not grinding every character to level 99. I'm not doing it. Um, but Crisis Core, it's a more modern game. I will complete that game to its to its end. I will I will get the platinum trophy and then I will replay um, remake again. Now with the context of having played the original. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it actually. That's so cool. Yeah. I was, I was wondering because so final fantasy seven is like one of my favorite games and like a, 
like giant slut for the entire like Squaresoft time before it became Square Enix. And like there's a word that hasn't been used on this podcast yet. <laughs> well, I use it so no one can be mad. It's um, okay. But, but I, I, th- I think so, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure so we've like, said Squaresoft on this show before. <laughs> that's the word I was talking that was about. The word. Yes, okay. Evan, oh, oh, my bad. I thought you meant slut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, that, that's the thing though. It's like, I don't know. So I have such like really deep feelings about the original game that replaying it for me was just like an emo experience from start to finish. So then I was like, whoa, what would it be like if you played the the new and then had never played the original? So that's why I was so curious because it's like the reverse of my situation. What I'll, what I'll, what I'll tell you is I, I so obviously I, I, I enjoyed it, right? And I, I knew... I know I, I always knew of Final Fantasy and I knew some of the story beats, but like the important ones, right? And and I don't I managed to stay spoiler free for twenty five years, so I'm not gonna spoil anything now just in case somebody else is as pathetic and or lucky as me to have not had it spoiled. <laughs> but those 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 twist moments that happen with with key characters, um they they were like when it was happening, I was texting Adam back and forth. I'm like, what the so and so is such and such and what the what and so and so that you know and i'm like what the and he you know so when i played remake last year um for me it was look at i kind of have a base understanding of the world in which this game takes place uh i kind of understand the the what i thought was the i now know better but what i thought was the plot of the game and it's it's not um, they don't even get to, I don't think, in remake what you would call the main plot of the actual game. Right. Um, so when I played, I'm like, this is a really, really, this is an awesome game. It's obviously beautiful, right? The remake is absolutely gorgeous. Um, this, I'm like, the story is great. These characters are great. Uh, I think Barrett's a dick, uh, and you know, <laughs> I think I do. Even after now beating the the game, I still think Barrett's kind of a dick. Um, he has he the is. worst character arc. He has the worst character arc. He, like he just doesn't grow. Um, so I, it was it was really cool, and I look forward to now having already played remake once. I I look forward to playing it a second time yeah. with the knowledge that I now have to see what I do pick out as something important or something you know that meaningful that I didn't catch the first time. A, you know, a bit of dialogue, a character interaction that may have been throwaway to me in the moment that when I, you know, I, I come across that the next time will, will mean more, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really, but I really want to play crisis score. So See, um, that's, yeah. that's on my buck. That's awesome. my next, that's my next game to play, yeah. but I've been talking too much. Well, I was gonna say, uh, I'm, I'm, and not to rehash MDL, but, but now we're talking about final fantasy and I have my thoughts as well. Um, and I'm the host, damn it. Um, <laughs> you do what you want. This is your podcast. <laughs> Here, I, I'm actually fascinated by by the two of your the two of you your conversation about the set about the PS1 version versus the remake, uh, and and like what order you play them in. The reason for that is is I've I've now attempted to play remake twice, and 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 for, through no fault of its own it was just i it was the first time i tried playing it i tried playing on ps4 and i knew i was going to get a ps5 so i'm like i'm going to stop and play it again mm. when i get a ps5 when i look how it's supposed to look in quotes uh and then and then i got it again uh on uh, when i got my ps5 and 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 i'm surprised i haven't ranted about this before but but 
try to figure out using just the PlayStation store, what you need to buy and in what order uh, oh for God, remake. So it, it is, it, it is, it is so stupid. And, and the way that they did it is, is so goofy. And with all the different versions and it's like, Oh, well, if you, if you bought this version, that means you get this, this DLC for free or this, ver- this, this remaster section, or you get this character. And it's, it's impossible. So it's like, I just gave up. But what I, I what still I'm, don't I'm, know what I have to do to get integrated. I, yeah, I, I don't the know. When I think first, I have the, integrated. The PS4 I don't version know. Of remake when it first came out. PS5, there's a free upgrade to get the PS5 version of the base game. So when I replay it now, it'll be on the PS5. So from that aspect, it'll just look prettier than when I played it the first time. But I still don't know. And to your point, I'm like, hey, Adam, there's this DLC, this the Eufy, you know, DLC, uh-huh. the integrated, which is somehow separate from the upgrade. How do I get it? He goes, you just got to gotta buy. I'm like, yeah, but how? Because when I type in Final Fantasy VII Remake, right. there's 37 options. Yeah, it's the way they handled PS4 it. PS4 and PS5. The way they handled it was so beef-witted. I, I just, I can't understand it. But uh, I'm fascinated by that discussion of following the story between the two. Because in my mind, the times I've played, and I've played Final Fantasy, the, the PS1 version, I've played seven many times over the years. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like the PS1 version is the book and the PS5 version is the movie. Like, they're 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 huh. clearly an adaptation PS5 of each other. The PS5 version is the Peter Jackson version well, of but, the movie. And that may and that may be, but it's it's just like they're they're telling such I mean, yes, they're the same characters, but like the story beats, like the individual beats feel like they don't have any resemblance with what to each other whatsoever. It feels like it it in a lot of ways remake feels like a very high budget fan movie. In, uh, it just just I be, don't know no. just, just just because it does Gr- I mean granted. it's got it's got some of the same beats but like like the story doesn't progress the same way and there there it's just it's it's a, it's a weird choice for me I, I I will play them again because I enjoyed I enjoyed remake the part that I understood um, at least <laughs> the, the part that I bought that actually what I was buying at least um, but I you know I, I think I might wait for like the game of the year edition in ten years when it's done. Uh, and I can just buy everything all <laughs> at once. That's actually a good idea. I, and then I'm just like, screw it. I'll just you know, spend a couple weeks, you know, and and just and blitz through it. But uh, uh, that's. Uh... I think I think a good analogy would be the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit books to the to movies, and even the Harry Potter series books to movie, where the movies take some creative liberties without changing the core of what the story is and and major plot points that that need to be there. And because it's um, in in this regard, because it's an interactive medium, the, because of what they're doing with the game, they could have released it all in, in one disc and called it remake and been front to back. But because they wanted to make it this big, huge, grandiose thing, you, you play Midgard. When I played through on the original, that took me, I mean, a small ham, handful of hours. So to pad that out, they take some creative liberties, right, with... For, for example, Barrett's crew, and I don't remember the names off the top of my head, Jason something. What happens to them in the original absolutely doesn't happen the way it happens in, in, yeah. in Remake that much, I remember. They have they have a huge part in Remake, those those two or three characters. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a mini, like a sub-romance plot in Remake that doesn't exist at all in, in the original. Yeah. And I think it just, I think it just, it's... You're right. It doesn't the 
and I, and again, I've only recently played the original game and only the one time. Um, but because it's so recent, uh, and what I remember about remake is that yeah, there's there's definitely some creative liberties taken to to make that section of the original game, that Midgar section, stretch out to what thirty? I, I think remake is a thirty-ish, thirty-five hour yeah, game right. longer if you try to do everything. It's, I mean, re, remake part one is as long as the entire time it took me to beat the original. Granted, I, I used some of the assists, but still, uh, yeah. So, is it is it is it beat for beat? No, but I don't think the original is a is a PS one era game, and it play. It, it, you know, it's a it's a it's a game from its from its time. You couldn't translate that and keep it that way in a modern context. You, I, I think I think some of the liberties they take are necessary given the time in which that that remake is being made. Hmm. So, yeah, that's fair. All right. Colette, what you playing? So you guys sent me the little outline earlier in the week, and it's like, what you playing? And I put a few things down, but like I wrote that like a, a, I don't know four or five days ago, and since then I feel like I've like started leaning much more strongly towards Core Keeper, which I was playing a little of yeah. when I actually got that note. Um, so just a like quick little background. Um, the last two years I've been playing a lot of Stardew, which I didn't know. I, I'm not really a farming sim kind of gamer so i didn't really know that i was going to get as into it as i did but it's weird it's like it starts to get really cold and i just get like this weird itch i'm like i'm just gonna go play stardew like and be cozy i don't know what that's about it's nice though but my husband was like you know you might dig core keeper just kind of imagine that you're playing stardew but you're in the mines all the time and you have to dig your way around and i was like that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> i know i i i I remember this game when it first came out and then you reminded me of it. And as is becoming the tradition on the show, I will buy a game every show because of somebody oh. else playing it. So, so thank you, dude. Th this is a, so my podcast that I do with my co co-host, I swear to God, like every week I'm like, okay, I just wrote down four games that I need to buy because you talked about them. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to know, but, you're, you're taking food out of my child's mouth right now, just by, just by no, letting you know that. No. I mean, not a lot of food. Almond is like 27 cents. You're fine. It's 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 a cheap <laughs> it's a it's a cheap game, so not a lot of food, but you know, it's it's still it's, food. Seriously though, it's I feel like there's something there is something about Stardew and about Core Keeper that like strikes a similar note. It's mm -hmm. not. I mean, they both kind of have like that, you know, not quite the same look, but you know, a spritey look and like they it's both kind of like oh i have to kind of build my base and then i have to you know go do other things you know in stardew it's farming and that's it's in this it's like you know i have to dig my way to another area to get ore but there's something i think there's like an exploration aspect to it that for me i don't usually play like it, my history has been that i was always really into rpgs so i don't usually play games like they're like you know, base builders. So not only am I like, wow, this game is great. But on top of that, I'm like, do, 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 do I like base builders? <laughs> <laughs> have, have I been playing video games now for like 30 years? And like, I just now I'm like, maybe I should try base builders because I just don't play them really. Um, so now I'm like, whoa, I need to ask anybody that likes base builders. Like, well, what other ones do you think I should try? But you know, I, I think I not only you. is all that super cool for me, but it's just a really fun game. And it's really easy to pick up and like, you know, 
chip away literally at it and then like put it down for a few hours and come back to it later it's it's just really fun and we're really digging it um and there's something really cool slash terrifying about digging a hole in a cave and you suddenly like the whole cave starts rumbling and you're like what is that (laughs) and that definitely happens in core keeper i i had that uh that do i like this genre moment um several several years ago when uh for another for another website that i that i did work for uh we the nerdy um with uh dangan rapper i'm like oh. I, I was playing that and i, I think i thought i think it was uh i think the review it was when trigger happy havoc came out and uh on the ps4 something or was yeah. it on pc i don't know what i played it on the point is uh, I, I I got the I got the review for that, and I'm playing it. And I had never played um, like a like a visual novel, you know, a Japanese visual novel type type game, and I loved it. And I had oh. to go back through and play all of the other ones. And now uh, there are a few other like visual novels that are on my on my my to do list that I that I really want to play. Um, you wouldn't call Pentiment a visual novel. Um, but I played that recently and I had the same kind of like, again, it's not, it's not truly a, a visual novel, but it has some visual novel elements to it, right? There's not a lot of action in that game. It is a game where you're just trying to figure, you know, who done it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, very similar to the Danganronpa, uh, games. So, uh, yeah, I had, I had one of those moments, uh, in the last couple of years with it. Do I like this genre? And spoiler i do and it's awesome it just opens up this whole another like avenue of well i don't have to play a hack and slash or i don't have to play a ninety-seven thousand hour rpg i can play a ninety-seven thousand hour story instead um and just kind yeah. of relax no it's so and it's like i think i don't know i think that sometimes like as a gamer i've played so many games over so many years that you're like oh i know what i like i've got everything and so yeah it's mm-hmm. like a surprise it's like oh like I, that's a new part of my gaming personality, or maybe it's just a part I never tapped into. So I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's awesome. like when you try a new thing in college for the first time, do I like this? And you're like, I do. And now you have a new thing for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's just nice. I feel like that Sorry, was a double ended reference to something, but I'm not sure what exactly yet. It's um, a reference to something that was a, mentioned at the beginning of this yeah, episode. It's a, it's a reference. It's a reference. Keep going. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So <laughs> what are you playing? Re- recommendations hey, for, so Yakuza. Re- recommend, <laughs> recommendations for both of you guys. Birdo, uh, I rec- I think you would dig, if you like Danganronpa, it's not exactly the same kind of game, but, it, but I think you would dig the Ace uh, Attorney games. I tried those. You did? Okay. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I okay. hate lawyers, so well, I can't. that's fair. Oh, no. you, know, fair. You, know what, do you know what game? Do you know what game I want to play? And I can't play it. I can't play it knowing that people would see that it was on my played list, like on Steam, is Doki Doki Literature Club. I played oh. the first hour of this game. I played the first hour, and I'm like, I was, at the time, my, my daughter still lived with me. Um, they live with their mom now. Um, and I'm like, I can't, I can't play this game. I have children. I can't play, I'll be on the list if I play this game while my children are even in the house. Forget being awake. The fact that they're in the house playing this game, and I know it's not what it appears There's to no be. Like sex I, in it. it's not. Sex yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. It's not what it what it what it appears to be on the outside. Um, but I need to like hide playtime when I play that game because I right. want to play it. I get it's, it. It's it's one of those games I I really want to play. 
And I, 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 I have it. no it's words. In my library. I have no words for how much you should just sit down one day on a weekend, whatever time permits, and just play the whole thing from start to finish. Is that a game it's you not, can knock out in a, in a day? It is, and it's. I just oh. want to warn you in advance. It's a horror game. Yes, like, I've heard. Okay, I've heard. just so you know, because like I know some I've people heard like, that don't what know it what's starts coming. out as it it takes a sharp left turn semi quickly. So oh my god! And so and I I only got like I said I got to like the first hour and I was like. Uh, my kids, my daughter's going to walk in here and I got to explain some shit that I'm not ready to explain to a <laughs> that I'm not ready to explain to a three-year-old. Click. And I no, just never turned it no. back on. That's no. Fair. One day, though, you should. It's just so wonderful. I can't say enough good things. Anyway. And then, yeah. Colette, if you find yourself liking Stardew and, and some of those games, uh, I recommend, uh, it, there's a series of them. Uh, it's like My Time At is the series name. But there's, uh-huh. one, there's one called My Time in Porsche. Uh, which sounds like one of those games. It sounds like one of those games that Birdo has to keep away from his kids, but it's not. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it is a base builder, um, but there is. It's a. It's a base building crafting game, um, and it's similar to Stardew in that you know you basically take over for your dead relations. Uh, you take over their farm, and or it, I think in my time at Porsche is a you're, it's a blacksmith shop, and so you become like the town's blacksmith, and oh. uh, but there's this whole kind of story that unfolds about. Like there was, it's sort of post-apocalyptic, but like the most like pastoral, nice version of post-apocalyptic. Wow. And so you like try to figure out like what happened and why is you know why is this what was the apocalypse and all this stuff. Very interesting game. Uh, I enjoyed that. And they, there's a second one that just Ooh. came out. I want to say in the last year or so that I've not checked out yet, but uh, but I enjoyed that. But but yeah, check that out if you if you find yourself liking like the Stardew games. It's not quite as yeah. I, I don't remember there being quite so much like a, the romance side of things on in the in the Porsche games. Um, but it's it's a it's it's it it, it itches a lot of the same things. I would say um, that cool. one's only a on couple. It looks great. It's only a few years old, right? My time portion, like yeah, the yeah, last yeah it's only three a few years. years. It's not, an, it's yeah. isn't it recent ish? Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 a few years old, I would say. And then, like I said, there's a new one that like just came out. It's like my time, and and it's one of the other countries in that universe. Mm. I forget what it is, but um, so yeah. Other than yeah, other than that, what I've been playing, cool. uh, I mentioned Marvel Strike Force. Uh, I talked a little bit about Yakuza Like a Dragon last show. Uh, I'm still kind of poking at it. I'm at the point in the game where it's basically like I can just grind for a while or I can just buckle down and finish the story. Like I'm on chapter 14 of 15, I think it is. Uh, so it's like I could finish it, but I'm enjoying it uh, a lot. And it's just kind of my mindless, um, you know, and, and and I've talked about this before when I was playing the Tales games. Like I like, a, I like it when you can auto battle because as much as I love JRPGs, the actual fighting is extremely extremely boring oh, after you know yeah, the the 10th or 10th or 12th hour um so I, when i can just hit a button it's like auto fight great um yes. but but i i can definitely tell i missed the boat on on the yakuza games i i'm really enjoying it and the references that i'm picking up uh, that i don't know the references but i know that they are references to previous games um i'm like okay i need to check out the other games and i know that the other games are not the same like turn-based combat or any of that stuff. Uh, I know that the Like a Dragon is very much a, kind of an oddball, but uh, I, I think I'm going to check out those other Yakuza games. Um, but I wanted to ask Colette this because because and and Birdo too because you're also a JRPG guy or just an RPG guy. Do mm-hmm. you do you find I had a moment playing RimWorld uh, because and this is this is the uh, this is the hypecaster section where I talk about RimWorld. Um, uh, I hate the uh, um, uh, where you you find like if you're really into story games, do you find yourself imprinting story on games where they where it doesn't exist? 
What like do you mean? Like if you if, if, you're, if you're playing, yeah, if you're explain pl- a little bit more. I think if, if you're playing because I think the answer is yes, but I need to know what you like mean. If, if you're playing a game that, so I'll, I'll explain what happened. So in in RimWorld, um, running this colony, and uh, so without going into all of the lore reasons, it's basically run by a vampire, and uh, but there was this. I captured these two pirates. I, I converted them to my team. I made them servants in my in my colony. And they fell in love and had a kid. Uh, th- then the dad dies, like almost like the day after the kid gets born. Okay, so now I'm like I'm I'm already gravitating toward this family. And then the kid, uh, while the while the kid is a baby, it has to be fed and it has to be played with and all this stuff. And I found out that the vampire was skipping its jobs that it was due to like run the colony to go hang out with the baby. So I'm like, okay, this is an interesting kind of thing just to kind of watch. And then the mom died leaving this child an orphan. So now I have built this story in my head where this vampire wants the baby and has now turned the baby into a vampire itself and is raising the child as its own. And it, it like none of this is in the actual game. Like it's just it's just this it's just a colony sim. So so I'm I'm like building this elaborate backstory that has zero uh you know kind of in-game relevance. And and I'm and and I'm I'm just I'm finding myself like weirdly drawn to this this sad vampire with this with this little baby where she may have accidentally gotten her parents killed and feels guilty about it and and all this stuff. So it's like do you ever find yourself like playing a game that doesn't have story? Like doesn't have uh, you know it, it could be like a colony sim like like the, the like uh, the core keeper um, or 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 even you know Earth Defense Force like you were mentioning. I mean, yeah, it's got a story, but like, do you ever find yourself kind of building your own kind of headcanon around some of this stuff? Um, I, it rarely has that happened to me. But after listening to what you just said, I feel like you're like missing your calling to be a writer because that's amazing. <laughs> Did you not hear my story about why Chewbacca and Han Solo were fighting over the <laughs> stolen chicken well, sandwich that's, in that's the fridge? Yeah. And that's, that's why what they I, beat the shit of each other. That's what kind of so made me I, think about I, it too. I, I don't do this um, typically. Uh, most of the games I play, uh, I gravitate towards games that the reason that you play the game is for the story. Mm-hmm. For me, gameplay isn't necessarily king. The story is. I play games for escapism. I mean, I think we all do. Um, I, I play games because I'm drawn to the stories that in my opinion, can only be told really well in that medium. It's why it's why I play games. Um, so most of the games that I play are things... The reason I play RPGs is because that's their bread and butter. It's what they do is they tell these yep. el- elaborate stories. That, you know, um, it's the reason I play on PlayStation is because PlayStation Studios tell some of the best, in my opinion, stories you know, told in video games, Last of Us, Uncharted, and so on and so oh, forth. Yes. Um, those, the, the Witcher is one of my favorite game series of all times. Um, so those are the games that I gravitate towards. So there's not really room for me to create a story because I would break what the developers created for me. Now, when I play some random ass game, like I sit down for a game of, of Fortnite, I could very quickly think of why Robocop, Kratos, Aloy, and Darth Vader are on a team together. Uh, I, I could do that. Um, <clears throat> I don't because <laughs> I don't I don't drink enough when I play that game, but <laughs> uh, no. That listen, I, I think that's onto something. Your story of why the parents are, are, are dead and why the vampire is trying to get this baby is a is a is a fantastic story, and I want to hear how this 
how this plays out well, in and, your and, in your and, colony. And I and I just um, realized that I forgot the other great story beat was during a, a after after the vampire had kind of adopted this kid um and was just kind of raising it there was there was a bandit attack and the and and i because of a misclick i sent everyone to to, to protect the colony including the three-year-old <laughs> child with no weapons and 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 the three-year-old basically stood on the front line and took an axe to the face uh, and almost died, and that, and, and and that, and that was when, like, like lost. I think it was like in one hit, like lost both ears. It was a hell of a hit. Lost both ears and an eye in like one hit, and so, and that was the point where I'm like, I need to turn her into a vampire, or she's going to die. And 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 like, I'm not gonna deal with, I'm not gonna deal with the just the mental repercussions of letting this child die because I misclicked and put her in the front line of a bandit fight at three years old. Um, and and so now no so now she's a vampire she's slowly regrowing her face uh and um and uh, uh that's a sentence yeah 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 it's uh rim world's a hell of a game I'm just say just telling you again um so we are at we are at just about uh, the end of the show and we haven't you know in t- what is becoming typical fashion we have this long outline and we get to maybe half of it uh, but that's okay <laughs> but that's okay that's you know that's the way it rolls sometimes and uh, i i do want to talk more about enter the meta before we let you go uh so sure. again coming out uh, it's january 19th is the release date i think is 17th we actually pushed it up by two days Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And there's also a Kindle version now on the pre-orders, I which saw wasn't that. there like a week ago. So I've had a few Ooh. people go, "Ooh, will there be like you know?" That's a what I just version. did. Yes, yes, yes. There will <laughs> there be. There's a Kindle version. On, you know the usual suspects: um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that stuff. So, and then the question uh, is: so is in- Can I can I ask if this is not a question that should be asked out loud? Please ignore me. Um, <laughs> d- does do. Did, uh, how do I phrase this? <laughs> I'm trying to phrase this in a way that's not okay. Uh, a book sale is a book sale for you, correct? As far as like, um, I, I don't mean monetarily. I mean like, a, a book sale is a book sale. Whether somebody buys digital, physical, oh books, yeah, like no, that. No, it, it's, no in so far as you as 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 the author and like that book getting out and like your ability to make the trilogy, or, or for example, makes no difference, right? Yeah, no, it's, not at all. I think it's the first trilogy. <clears throat> I think that's what we should go with now. It's the first trilogy. Oh, man. <laughs> first, first trilogy. First trilogy. Ooh, okay. so. Well, so here's the crazy thing. I'd love to do that. I'd love to write that. But I actually have another entire book written that I just never oh, did shit. anything with. I wrote it before Enter the Meta. It needs a lot of work. So it's not like, hey, I got a whole extra book. But I, I mean, I'll be completely transparent with you guys. I really, really hope that this kind of opens things up for me enough to where I can also publish that book. And that's a young adult science fiction novel. Okay. So, I was just going to ask. You guys got a third thing I was just going to ask. I was going to ask so without nice. obviously you giving anything away about the, about the book or anything like that, but what the audience was, I, I do have, I have a question for you. You've yeah. got one, one, one book done published trilogy planned another book done that needs some work. Um, both uh, are set as as young adult novels. Mm-hmm. Do you have any stories in your head for an older audience? That's a great question. And I've been noodling about that because I feel like it's really easy for me to write young adult because I am a person who has always loved, like, I don't know, like 
I, I don't want to say childish things, but like young things, you know, people think that games are kind of a young hobby and so on and so forth. So like, I always thought like, yeah, it's really easy for me to write from like that kind of young place. Um, but when I thought about writing for, for like an older audience, I really want to, but I feel like I haven't gotten an idea that I feel like quite fits that mold. I've written some short stories that I've published and those are a little bit more like for an adult audience. So I think I could, I just think maybe the right idea would have to come. But if it did, I think I'd be really excited to try. I think you, you can, I'll, I'll, can, I, can I give you some unsolicited advice? Sure. Um, go the Saints Row approach and you can use the double ended <laughs> black dildo as a weapon and you can toss the wood slut in there. You can sprinkle it throughout the novel and you've got an adult themed book right there. So. That one's free. I won't even take your temperature. I, I, don't, that everyone's I was going to say, earlier. can I just take that whole quote and put it on my marketing material? I don't, I don't. A thousand percent. That one's, that one's free. That's the kind of, that's the kind of person I am. Evan's you a, are, a, you are kind. a stingy son of a bitch, I but don't, not I, me. I don't that know. Free. I don't know how proud I should be about this, but I was going to say almost exactly the same thing. So uh, Yay! Uh, I was just like, just take one of your YA stories, add some, add some, you know, sex and blood. And there you go. That's all you got to do. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's easy. It's easy to go with. But so, so, I mean, and young adult, if we're talking about the book, young adult is still kind of a wide range. Like what is, what is the ideal or what is, what is kind of the age range you're looking at here? Is, is this teenagers? Is this, you know, elementary school? Like where is, what is, what is that? within the YA. It is though if you actually look at like, you know, an age range, some some sites it's on has an age range and it would be like tween to teen. Okay. Um but it's interesting because like when I and once again this comes up when I think about, you know, sports anime, sports manga, stuff like that, I think yeah, maybe a lot of younger people watch, you know, I don't know, Yuri on Ice or, you know, whatever. But like I feel like adults watch it too. And so I think mm -hmm. one thing about YA that was cool to me is that like on one hand, you can tell a fairly simple story, but tell it really well. And like, it fits well there. But then on the other hand, it's like some of my favorite things that have been ever made, like in film and media and music, they kind of like, they could appeal to any age, I guess. So with YA, I thought, you know, like maybe someone wrote, I don't know, The Hunger Games for teenagers, but then the whole world wanted to go see it. Mm -hmm. So like to me, I hope it's interesting enough for adults too. So I guess we'll see. All right. Well, like and, I said, so I, I, will, I will certainly be reading it. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think this is uh, I think I think it's awesome. Thank you. Now, in, in the inevitable uh, audiobook version, who, who's your who's your <laughs> ideal narrator? Man, that's a good question. Besides so yourself, besides yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's oh god. Um <laughs> Keanu Reeves yeah, or Morgan me. Freeman. I would literally die to have Keanu Reeves read like my grocery list, much less like that book. <laughs> so, I, I definitely worship at the at the temple of Keanu. I think I think there's I think there's your uh, the setting for book three, the temple of Keanu. We're we're just gonna have this whole thing blocked out by the end of the show. <laughs> We're doing your job for you is really what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, being I an author really is easy. Is incredible. Being an author is easy. You just go on someone else's podcast and they give you all the ideas. Ooh. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's how I'll that have works. to tell that to all the, the people in my, my writing groups. They're like, I don't know where to get any ideas. Like, Hey, I know some guys. Yeah. Yeah. Come on our show. Get, yeah. You're going to yeah. get mauled. Evan, I can't run this ship without you. Make it as checkpoint <laughs> became a writing uh, seminar. So gradually no one even saw it coming. Um, 
And there, and let me tell you something: the wave of shitty, shitty books that would come out of that is would be outstanding. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> tell you right now: um, a lot of a lot of three year olds missing faces for some reason, but that's just that's just me. Um, so yeah, enter the meta. It is. It will be out. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it, it'll be out by the time this comes out, uh, just because I know how fast I edit. Um, but it's. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but if it's not out when this comes out, it will be out very, very shortly. Available in bookstores as well as online and Kindle and, and all those versions as well. And yep. it looks super cool. Uh, I, I have not gotten a chance to read it uh, because I, I was I was a little scared. I was thinking about asking for like a promo copy, but I'm like I don't know how that works with digital. Like, and I I just it wasn't it was it was going to be a thing. But uh, I, yeah, I, I, I well, talk. I talk well, you, you and I can meet in an alley after yeah, the show, yeah, and I'll, well, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. My my Midwestern shame kicked in pretty hard when I was asking <laughs> for it. So that was so there was that. But it looks really cool. I will be picking it up. Um and awesome. uh, and. If anything, um, for for my nieces that uh, they're not old enough yet for video games uh, and their parents, and I am definitely angling to be the cool uncle for them because their parents are not going <laughs> to give them the not going to let them play video games. But I'm getting I'm getting I'm building up a library for them, and I, I'm gonna I'm hoping. Oh that yeah, this be you part will be the too. coolest uncle. And speaking I, of that, my cool uncle when I was five showed me the Atari and then sat me down in front of his computer and was like here here's zork one so you could you could be that uncle i could be for, that uncle for those kids i could be that uncle and mega dads is Just all about saying. it's me- mega adults in general you know it could be moms <laughs> it could be adult or it could be uncles could be whatever um so it's could be it's, mega sluts who knows wow <laughs> we were wholesome for it's like a, f- we were wholesome for like a nanosecond not- there and then just 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 it's totally not my fault i, I have i have said fault. many words that on those podcasts that you don't, guys are probably like don't God. don't excuse birdo with anything don't don't he's he is he is a victim of his own making that's fine um as Damn are we right. all as are we all um well colette it's been extremely exciting for me to 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 have you on the show we need to get you back when uh when peter jackson buys the rights uh and and you know it's it's it becomes the first 5d movie um made and uh uh, we'll we'll have you back on and uh we'll we'll we'll, 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 that's when we'll really start pushing you for the for the royalty checks (laughs) that's awesome Enter the meta out now. Check online. There'll also be links uh, uh, in the Megadads Discord, which is where we're also giving away um, we're giving away copies. Uh, so stay tuned for that information. Hey everyone, wanted to cut in here real quick and let the following winners of our Enter the Meta giveaway contest know that they are in fact winners. Those lucky three are Skills Noted nine zero two six. Chipotle Bear 2789 and Draxel3415. And uh, we'll be reaching out to you shortly to get all the information to get that book into your hot little hands slash claws slash whatever appendage you happen to have. I'm going to stop this awkward thing and bring you back to the, the previous awkward thing. And then, and I then will the say will... this: if anyone draws fan art of anybody in my book, I'm gonna lose my shit. Or in cosplay, the best way. Co- like a, a cosplay of one of your characters. Oh, I would die! Like <laughs> I would literally like be. I... <laughs> I would be like six freak out memes at once. All right, so there's your homework, people. Kill Colette Bennett. Wait, no, that's not right. Hold on.
What? I'll just edit this out. We'll edit this out later. It's all fine. It's good. I know how to. How do? How do we stop this show? We say thank you and good night. Thank you. Goodbye. Megadads Checkpoint is powered by Pants and part of Megadads.org, future home of the Enter the Meta companion podcast, Enter the Enter the Meta, a meta conversation. Totally makes you hungry.